That was such an earth-shattering experience. Actually, the friend that I called on that day is here <laughs> from Indianapolis. We, we both grew up in Indianapolis together. Um, I've known her since high school. Um, and she lived here then. And I remember it was a beautiful, sunny day. Babies were being born, and seconds, hours, minutes, days passed. The world continued to turn. There's an odd kind of feeling that accompanies that kind of experience, you know, when things just keep moving. I remember a friend of mine said, um, after the sudden death of her brother, I just got an email that a bill is due, and it felt so weird. Everything didn't stop when my heart broke. Everything doesn't stop when our hearts break. Even though it feels like it should, even though it feels downright disrespectful that it doesn't. Life has the nerve to keep going on, even when you're mourning. I remember being so annoyed <laughs> with the beautiful, hot summer day on the occasion of my great aunt's funeral. It should have been cloudy, a little colder, maybe a mist, some drizzle, you know, kind of like today. Maybe that's just me that does that, I don't know. I know it's not rational, but I'm like... As uh, some of you have heard me say before, uh, these odes experience more than their, these uh, writers of the odes experience more than their fair share of trauma in the first and second centuries. I'm not gonna recap all that now, but if you're interested, you can check out the sermons on YouTube, Odes of Solomon. In my sermon this time last year, I reminded you of how trauma can get stuck in the body. Do you all remember this? And I gave you some tips for how to unstick it. We had like a little dance party at the end. Now, of course, that doesn't erase the experience. The rebuild down at the World Trade Center doesn't replace the towers that fell. Even after the cleanup, the image of destruction remains like etched in our hearts and minds. That day claimed nearly 3,000 lives and has continued to claim the lives of survivors and first responders every single day since. To this day, New Yorkers are still being urged to get tested for 9-11 related illnesses 21 years later. 21 years. 21 years later, that day continues to have implications on us all. The baby that was born on that fateful day can now drive, hypothetically, can drink. They can purchase a gun. They can vote. They can participate in creating a life. A pine tree planted that day is over 40 feet tall now. A 21-year-old grapevine makes for a more complex wine due to the depth of the roots that have grown, uh, the different soils it's encountered along the way, access to buried moisture supplies, smaller clusters of grapes that tend to be more concentrated in flavor. And I feel like we're kind of like that vine. 
Through the rubble, we continue to grow. We continue to turn our faces toward the sun. We continue, as Earth, Wind, and Fire said, keep our heads to the sky. Yes, we are deeply affected by this event that took place 21 years ago and by other traumatic experiences since. Deaths, fires, elections, court rulings, divorces, business closures, bankruptcies, accidents, COVID. I'm reminded of the biblical metaphor of the, the branch of Jesse, you all know this, that grew out of the tree stump. Though it seems we have been cut down and left for dead, we continue to grow, to thrive. It's the, it's the stubbornness for me. It's the resilience for me. While we were down, broken all the way down, we grew through our pain from the roots of what we knew to be true. We sang the songs of God's truth. Our roots in community, in faith, in love grew deeper over these 21 years, and as a result, we have produced a bounty. We march for love, we stand for injustice, we share our resources, we visit the sick and shut-in, some of y'all got married, some are having babies, had babies, started new companies, fell in love. Yes, we found love in a hopeless place. Good things have grown in the last 21 years. And as a result of all we have experienced, we have been changed. But because we have been intentional in our roots, asking God to teach us the songs of God's truth, we have been changed for good. It's this healthy growth that we must foster, paying close attention to uproot weeds of deception, of hate, of evil, so that our fruit can grow even sweeter. So we can continue to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, so we can continue to be, as Minister Monique preached last Sunday, love learners. This ancient author is singing for God to teach them the songs of God's truth so they can produce fruits of, of praise, of love, of truth, something delicious, something nourishing for the community. This ancient composer wants to create a bounty that is only matched in multitude by God's mercies. May we join this ancient songwriter in this act. In front of me, you see a little tree. This morning when you came in in person, uh, you received a leaf. Does everybody have their leaf? Yes, praise be. Let us fill this tree with the bounty of what we want to put in the world, according, as the Otis said, according to the multitude of God's unending mercies. Praise God, something grew through the rubble and destruction. As we honor 9-11 today and in light of our fire, the injustices in the world, our own personal traumas and tragedies, Think about what has been life-giving for you, sustaining for you, even sweet. Let's take a breath. And with all of this in mind, write on your leaf or in the chat, what are you growing? 
Where are you fostering growth? What will you hold yourself accountable to grow? What are you growing? Where are you fostering growth? What will you hold yourself accountable to growing? Write this on your leaf and come hang it on the tree. If you're online, write it in the chat and Ben and Rachel will get to them, get those things to us and we will be your hands and your feet. This tree will hold these prayers of our community.